Hello and welcome to Swim Fans, the movie podcast where we take a deep dive into genre cinema. In this case, we're doing erotic thrillers and slowly gradating towards teen film. I'm your co-host, Josh McKenzie. And I'm your co-host, Craig Neeson. And I'm your co-host, Alex Hawking. And this week, we're talking about the uh, absolutely fabulous movie that I picked. <laughs> Jawbreaker. I, I bet you're really proud of yourself. So I guess we'll just jump right in. Movie sucks. Movie's <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> I like Jawbreaker. <laughs> I really want to emphasize the capital L, though. Like, like it. Like I like like Jawbreaker. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm so excited. We finally disagree. I wish I I wish I was more passionate about it, but it'll be fun. Um, So if you've not seen the film Jawbreaker or any other movie about pop, pretty popular girls. Um, You've seen Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker is about a posse of popular, beautiful, rich girls. um, And one of them is meaner than the rest. And uh, in a prank gone wrong, she kills the only one uh, of the four that has any value. And then the other three uh, decide to cover it up. Although the third, Julie, decides that that's fucked up. And then when a fourth student, Fern, played by Judy Greer, finds out about the crime... Uh, they make her into a popular girl to keep her quiet until it all spirals out of control. It's a really convoluted setup for a really simple movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I first, because I saw this movie when I was maybe 16 or so, um, and in my memory, this was a movie about uh, the girls killing their friend by accident. And then Judy Greer blackmails them um, mm. into making her popular. Um, and then question mark occurs. And then she tries to destroy Courtney, Julie, and the other one. See, um, that's very clear cut. And I think yeah. we should go back in time <laughs> and, 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 and So do maybe that. I should have directed that. I think Child that Breaker. would make sense. It, it, it sounds like a cleaner, more coherent <laughs> movie. Um, because Fern, uh, played by Judy Greer, who I will admit is the most vibrant and expressive part of this film. And she goes on to be Kitty Sanchez. So how can you not love her? <laughs> Michael Bluth is threatening me. Um, it is it is the birth of Kitty Sanchez. It it's really, really incredible. It's, it's remarkable. I, 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 also, I also love her as Cheryl in Archer. Cheryl yeah. uh, Tunt. She she's she's really fantastic and yeah, yeah that that makes uh that yeah your your movie's better um uh, <laughs> thank you yeah <laughs> and uh it's kind of uh offset by uh Rose McGowan playing the big bad um the queen bee the um resident sociopath they give her Ms. Ms. Courtney Shane yeah they give her um, <laughs> thank you really You're really. <laughs> Really long, very acerbic pieces of dialogue that she can't really deliver in a powerful way at all because she's a television actress. Um, I'll Damn. Just, um, I can pull the fire alarm. And then there's just like, she just has this stringer that doesn't really talk um, or have a personality. One of my notes is um, this movie is like you got Josh to direct a Craig script. <laughs> <laughs> that is... Who is that mean to? I can't even tell. <laughs> it's, it's just that your sensibilities aren't fully compatible. 
<laughs> I love you both. Yeah, I mean that's this this movie, uh, like has its Josh and wants to eat its Craig too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, that's and such it, a good. <laughs> Craig, let's make a movie, Craig. Let's make a movie and call it that. <laughs> Jawbreaker two. <laughs> Have its Craig and eat its Josh too. Um, no, can can I make my case for why what I think this movie does well? Because I, I think there are so many issues. But I, there's things that I think this movie's really great at. Like, there's this real um, music video quality to a lot of the, a lot of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, when did this come out? 99? 98? 99? Late 90s. Yeah, well, because you can really feel, like, the um, post, like, boom of MTV and, like, this kind of thing where everything's, like, really kinetic and kind of, like, sloppy, but it's precise in its sloppiness. Like, those cuts that are just, like, um, there's just, like, a slide-in that mm-hmm. that feels so, like, that feels so, like, late 90s, and it's really, like, kinetic, and, um... There's a laser sound. Yeah, well, that, that's unforgivable. <laughs> or, like, when that, or when, like, the, or when, when uh, the football player, like, makes the tongue-wagging sound. Yeah. Uh, that, that, yeah. Was, that was, wow, a, that was wow, egregious. Wow. <laughs> but uh, there, it, it feels, um, at the start of the film, there's, like, a coolness. And I think it's not cool anymore because it's 20 years later and those kids would get laughed off the playground now. Yeah. But, like, I, th- I think there was, I think there is, like, a, like, a real, like, late 90s coolness to it. Uh, in the way that it's edited and in the way that it's shot, even though whoever styled these girls should be arrested, I think. Yeah, it's it, it all looks like a 1960s like color palette. Yeah, and, and and the style of the clothing is is like that the sort of like experimental fashion that you'd see in the '60s, right? Mm-hmm. It's like really yeah. sort of like this is what the future is going to be like, uh, you know? Psych. No, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, some of the some of the clothing that they put on Judy Greer's character in particular is evil. Oh yeah, like it's like it's cursed clothing. Like there's that one thing that she's wearing that's like a plasticine saran wrap top. Yep. It's yeah. Like a, it's like real low cut. And then there's that really tacky pink skirt that goes all the way to her knees. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? It looks like a prom dress that got burnt. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's <laughs> they're the evilest clothes in the world. But this movie is so. I think it really captures that spirit of like um low. Like, cause I can't imagine this movie had a huge budget. Like low budget '90s filmmaking where. Um, they make up for their lack of polish with like this really like slick youthful kind of attitude and I think that really comes across um, and even if the movie is but which it is but better than some of the other movies some of the better than some of the other movies we've covered on this podcast even if it's not that great of a film I think it really makes up for that with just like a ton of energy even in its worst moments there's no part of this movie that's boring yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't, right. I don't think that I was ever bored I would say that I was um, like disappointed <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy screaming at my television to be bored. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, real, real hopped up. (laughs) Well, to your to your point about Rose McGowan, I think you're right. Like when she get these monologues are so weird. Like I think it's like they needed to be edited for sure. But there are some moments when like she really hits a line, and I think it sounds good. Like she Mm -hmm. sounds like a teen beauty queen sociopath. Like, sometimes she... Also, she is so fucking evil. We can talk about that later. Like, she's yeah. so arch. It's insane. There are some parts where she nails a line, and I'm like, that's a teenager. That's a mean girl. Like, I, I get it. And then there's about nine more sentences after that line. Yeah. It, it, I think it, it, it really... Because Rose McGowan is not a bad actress, and I, I, uh, the, the television thing was just a, 
me being a little catty. Um, but <laughs> yeah. uh, some might say you did it better than Rose McGowan. Yeah, in see, the that, movie I just had to flex on her. Um, so uh, yeah, no, it, it really is. It's a problem of of the writing and the fact that like, you know, uh, there were several sequences where Rose had to talk a lot and they did not cut or edit from it. That's asking a lot of even the best actors and actresses. And and this is a movie that that doesn't need um like a 15 second uncut shot of a monologue delivered like it's just it, yeah i mean she could i mean the, the to rely on a like false cliche it's like the brevity of wit is the soul or whatever soul is the brevity of wit, brevity of wit. <laughs> soul is the wit of the okay chill out everybody <laughs> everybody calm down um so, yeah, she she says, like, nine th- sentences that are too much. You know, because Regina George was Kurt. Um, and uh, uh, the the lines were taught because they they at once were um, belittling and mean, but they were also double entendres that uh, made Regina seem like a fool. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was just, like, I don't know. It was just unmitigated malice that, like, Rose was asked to deliver that was incongruous with the rest of the see and this is the thing what I'm, what I'm talking about with the cake and the eating it too like there's graphic death yeah. like really graphic death and then there's uh the 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 fucking uh, horny fucking wolf uh a tongue thing you know and it, it, it wants it wants both it wants to have the nice moment where the when the when the plastic uh, Becky with the good hair, I can't remember her name, uh, grows a conscience and she has like Julie, a... Julie. Yeah, she goes back to the scene of the murder and like she embraces the mother of the deceased and it's like, that's too heavy for what this movie is. Like that that in no way... If, if we were going to treat... Because like, it, it, it at once wants the gravity of the death and it wants to be flippant about it at the same time, mm-hmm. and um, and and comical, and 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 you know, um, and yeah. it just that's that's sort of its its central like kryptonite uh, that just it tanks it for me because none of none of Becky with the good hair and her uh, stagehand boyfriend like none of their like going Even to the hot. drive-in movie and whatever and like getting to know each other and. You know, the, the, there's these. Everyone else is a caricature, but it's like trying to make her real and round her out in mm-hmm. in, in something like a naturalistic way. And you don't, you don't, you don't get that. You don't have like you've you've surrendered that. Yeah. In a in a really serious way. I mean, just to jump into the comparisons with Mean Girls, I think one of the great things about Mean Girls is so Karen and oh my God, uh, Gretchen, Gretchen Wieners mm-hmm. are so. Uh, I mean, they're not characters, right? They're like they're funny, like side characters. But there's something about them, the way that they're sketched out, that makes them feel like they have like an internal life. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Marcy, the the other one, yeah. you know, not right. the evil one and not the nice one, just the third. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't exist when the camera's not on her. Yep. And yep. I, I, I think to a certain extent, even uh, Courtney Shane has no... Like, it, even when it shows her, like, doing things on her own, like fucking Marilyn Manson on the dead girl's bed, even when that's happening, it doesn't feel like she exists. Because, like, I mean, she she lives in this world where she's, like, un, like she doesn't have any parents, she doesn't have any, like, responsibility. Mm-hmm. There, there's just something unreal, there's something unreal about everybody in this movie. And and, and I agree. And the, the, so these sweet moments with Julie 
and uh, old so-and-so, they, they're the worst part of the film. Because, I mean, I, I think you're right. This movie either needed to be a drama, which would be tedious and horrible, or it needed to be faster and meaner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like lean into its sadism. Like what Heathers does, right? Yeah. Like the, yeah. It, it, at once we're seduced by the the costumes and the, the editing and it's it's um in a kind of problematic way it, it's yeah, it's leaning into its its barbarism, which is a cool thing and it's troublesome, but it's it can be compelling and seductive. And this movie tries to have a conscience. Which is like that's like I I I wanted to drop that like mm -hmm. um, even the Julie stuff I don't think is inherently bad like I like that she has she's like the only person who has a real arc who actually like grows as a person Mm -hmm. um, even as like um, obvious as it is but it just feels like it's from a different movie yeah yeah. it just it just feels like you're watching like Varsity Blues or something at a certain point like where it becomes about like it's a high school drama at a certain Mm -hmm. point Mm -hmm. oh absolutely they they tried to mix uh, She's All That She's Mm. All That oh yeah Yeah, well because the whole um, Violetta stuff is Violet is just She's All That and then they mix that with Heathers and it's not two movies that go together and you can but like I mean so like it's kind of like this pastiche of 90s cliches which is in theory interesting uh, and in practice discontinuous yeah yeah and that central like oil and water type thing sort of casts a pall on, on what I would otherwise kind of find charming which is like the Marilyn Manson being a sex pervert and uh, 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 Pam Greer just being like a vice cop. Like, she she, <laughs> she looks like she's from a different movie. Oh yeah, she looks like she walked in from another set. Like mm-hmm. like literally, um, uh, slamming her fist on. And that's the thing and, too. It's like one of one of the things that I guess like, I can't hold it against the movie. But Fern goes from being meek and diminutive. Uh, to being like, you know, if you're not going to detain me, this interview is over, Pam Greer. And it's like, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> like, you got a makeover. Like, yeah. not a tighter yeah. skirt. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it, it, okay, so that... Can it, we talk about that um, that beauty montage for oh a second? <laughs> <laughs> that was weird, dude. Yeah, that was real weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know where they <laughs> it, it, it. I mean, it fits with like the, like, oh, we, we created a monster type thing, but like they really just did Frankenstein yeah. and uh, I and it's so quick that like I, I was watching this so late that I was like did I kind of like hallucinate <laughs> like, like a little bit because it, it's because well, it doesn't make any and sense and also the, fr- the like the frame is spinning like, yeah it's, yeah. there's actual yeah. like it's not the camera like they're actually like, <laughs> they're, like they're like overlaying the frames and the frames are spinning and I was like am I, Am I, am I just really tired? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... Um, you feel like it's kicking in. Yeah. That's one of the moments that, like, if this director, I think it's Darren Stein, right? Mm-hmm. If, yeah. If, if I found out, I mean, we could just Google this, but if he directed music videos, I'd be unsurprised. Because that moment feels like a music video. That scene where all the children are on the merry-go-round eating jawbreakers oh, feels like yeah. something. Yeah. That felt like a Nirvana music video. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, it's and there's like just like fucking Black Hole Sun. Yes, it's, it's literally Black Hole Sun. And there's just so many like um, individual sequences from this movie that just feel like a music video. And I think it, it helps the movie feel like kind of quick and youthful, but it does nothing for like a movie. 
In the, despite it being like quick, it's still the movie fucking drags, and it feels like it's three fucking hours. I, I really hate to bring this man into this movie because uh, <laughs> oh boy, he's such a like but Michael Haneke, like he talks about. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, all right, let's do this. So I was, it was, I, I thought of him when I was watching this because you know Haneke thinks that music, when it's used extra diegetically in a film. Is 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 a is uh, the filmmaker covering up flaws? Literally everything that every character does has like a a like a shitty bikini kill type like. Um, <laughs> okay, it's the Donnas for yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> like the Donnas, uh, you know, like alt rock, but with uh, a, like a female uh, front. It's just it, it's it's it's. All the time, all yeah. the time, music. It's, why? Why all the time, music? <laughs> it's like you're. Wa- it's like the opening of C Lab 2021 is playing on a nonstop loop. First of all, that's my movie. Second of all, <laughs> one of my I, notes is I, the soundtrack is Josh as hell. I yeah, dude, it is. I really, like, I really like all the songs in this movie. Like there, that I think it really contributes to this. Like I mean, like some of it's lame. Like some of it uh, is like really kind of poppy. But I feel like that's what uncool teenagers in the 90s would have been doing. Like, it, it feels like a girl in her bedroom. Like, when the girl's in her bedroom and it's, like, some, like, crappy Donna's song, that fits to me. Like, that feels real. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And, like, when they're doing that, like, slow-mo walk down the hallway and that same song keeps playing over and over again... I don't know. That works for me too. That feels like that they're you they're using and they're loving that sl- slow-mo intro 90s trope. Fuck Michael Haneke. <laughs> I yeah. well I well I, okay, I would, Michael Haneke the person yeah, sure yeah seems but, like not a great guy I would I would even caution against saying that out loud in case like because he it feels like a dude that would just like be standing oh he name searches you no know, he would he, he would stand over your bed at like three a.m. and be like I heard you were talking about me you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh god I hate funny games so much. I, I I heard you had words to say. <laughs> say say them now, child. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in your presence. I already killed your dogs. <laughs> I've left you Blu-ray copies of my films. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what did you guys think? Did you guys not care for the music? Oh, I thought it w- worked for the most part. It yeah. felt like appropriate. Yeah, it. it I felt it, it, it was leaning on it too much but that's yeah. fine because plenty of movies do that and that's okay the, the the thing that really got me is when the donnas are playing at prom and it's really not it's a it's a studio track and they're, <laughs> they're the, i mean that that's that's a common thing too but mm-hmm. it's it's especially egregious here like she's like they're playing the like the drums are not snapping to the like the actual drum track at all and it's just it's a mess um and everybody's dancing but like you know there's the great meme that's just like giant like uh uh vaporwave text that just says the caucasity Um, (laughs) it's just like it's just like a bunch of white teens fucking uh you know kind of like shaking their hips a little bit yeah oh and 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 i I just i want to bring this up just because we're at prom just from momentarily <laughs> Tati- tatiana ali from fresh prince is unnamed and in the crowd of prom and we get close-ups of her and like reaction shots and it's just like 
What's she doing there? Tatiana? (laughs) Fresh Prince? (laughs) What are you doing? She's so wasted in this movie because, like, she is shining in this crowd. Yeah. Like, in every... I didn't notice her. I feel, as a Fresh Prince fan, I feel feel, um, ashamed of myself. Yeah, no, in in every scene that she's in, I'm looking at her. Yeah. I mean, because she's so... Well, one, she's yeah. so, she's so beautiful, and two, she's like the only person of color aside from Pam Greer in the movie. So it's True. like, oh, it's like, look at beautiful, recognizable Tatiana Ali, <laughs> who is not getting a chance to talk at all. <laughs> like, yeah, I think she's rude to Judy Greer's character one time. Right. Right. It's, and then, oh no, sorry, she kicks she kicks Julie out of her seat. So. Uh, uh, Violet can sit yep. in that seat, and that's that's her whole that's her whole starring role in this. Do you guys like Do you guys like Heather's? Do you guys I love like, Heather's? Yeah, I like Heather's a lot. I don't mm. like Heather's mm. much, but you like Jawbreaker. Yeah, you're confusing me tonight. <laughs> okay, let me. Well, I mean, this should be saved for our Heather's episode, but like, I hate Christian Slater. Oh, I, I same. Yeah, and and that's sure whole... he doesn't ruin Heather's though. He kind of does for me. Like, I, <laughs> okay. like I like I I don't. This is well. This is I I don't get any of Winona Ryder's actions in Heather's because I don't get why she would care about Christian Slater in the first place. Mm-hmm. Never... Mm-hmm. I hate it. He's so awful in that movie, and I don't like that the Heather's are like the Ashleys from Recess, where they're like a a unit. And I know that's the point, but like I I get let like the plastics are so much more effective in Mean Girls because they have kind of their own like thing, their own like personalities. But yeah. the Heather's being like one um like amalgam just don't really ins- like I, I i don't recognize that in real life where i recognize like the the plastics yeah i don't know i just i mean i don't hate heathers like it's good it's fine um i love winona Ryder. i can in it quote like heathers all day i i don't think i re- remember a single line from jawbreaker I, yeah i killed the something queen I, you can't remember <laughs> it and, and it's it's, Wait, it's the, it's the censure right yeah I, oh, oh, what is it josh i did it i killed the teen dream <laughs> 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 guys jawbreaker's not that bad of a movie jawbreaker is fucking terrible you call that it's... a you call that an i love my dead gay son like get the fuck out of here <laughs> poorly conceived movie <laughs> I I, th- I think the problem is the script like all of these problems are like because the writing is so bad like well, the, the director a- wrote it so yeah yeah I, I don't okay well he's not a good writer <laughs> like I don't know what you want <laughs> like it's all of the like all of Rose McGowan's really awkward lines are the not her it's got to be the writing the reason why it feels like several movies like hand stitched together are because of the right like it's just the script that for this movie that i think was bad but then some parts are fine and that's my thesis statement (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, okay yeah it's 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 such it's such a confused feel i mean you know one of the things that really gets my uh fucking go it is that it Steals my goat, gets, gets my goat. Gets my goat. Gets, get, yeah, your goat is it, it, it comes. Get, get, get goat. It God. comes into my apartment and steals my um, goat uh, kefir out of the fridge. Um, <laughs> leaves the cap off. It's really just rude. Um, uh, is the like the carry reference, right? It's like, oh, uh, we're going to prom. Why don't we stop off and get some pig's blood? Do you get and it, Craig? It, you know, and but and by that point, I'm just Craig, like, do you get it? Yeah. Craig, I get, I get it. Craig, do you, I've do, seen. Do you, do you get it? Craig? I've injected Brian De Palma straight into my veins. 
Um, I've made lines. <laughs> and it's like, and, and but then the movie, it, it then proceeds to carry Rose McGowan. Yeah. And it's like, why? Like, wh- <laughs> what? Like, I can't, like, how did this, the, I mean, was this, who reviewed, like, did anyone, did a producer get look at this? And uh, Okay, so right after that scene is they, they make their carry joke and then they go home, right? And it's like, we're not going to go to prom. We're not going to do the carry thing. And then she, what is she, she gets like uh, uh, the box of the dead girl's stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, all right, we're going to, I guess I'm inspired now and we're going to go do the carry thing. Right. Well, she and then the it's ev- the she, same no, she night, the, the same night after prom has started, they're like, okay, we're actually going to go to prom. And then they're at prom in like hair done perfectly, mm-hmm. like everything, like flawless. And it's like, what time is it? Wait, I'm sorry, that's your problem? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because they cut away from prom to do this whole thing. And it's It's it, not it, a whole thing. It could have been the she... night before. Why was it not just the night before prom? She could have got the box and decided, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. But no, it wasn't. It was at fucking 10 o'clock. She decides, oh, I'm just going to go get all my hair done, get a prom dress, get a fucking limousine, and we're going to go to prom now. I have a three-point rebuttal. Fuck that right. goddamn bullshit, Josh! <laughs> I have a three-point rebuttal. A, it was probably like seven o'clock. B, did you see her dress? She definitely just pulled it out of her closet. And then also, it's, she got the evidence to convince, to like totally pin it on Miss Courtney Shane. So like she had to go to pro- I'm more concerned I, I, about I, why. Why would she just not find the evidence the night before and be like, I'm going to do that bitch in at prom? Right. Yeah. Point, point D, the writing is the problem with this movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything's coming back to this script is whack. There was a good movie I'm not here somewhere. Like debating that. <laughs> yeah. and, and like uh, once the evidence, the the smoking gun is found uh, in, in the form of a fucking recordable greeting card, which is so fucking idiotic. I, can't. I killed the teen dream. <laughs> like, okay, first of all, how did it get? Like the the first recording was like. Stop hurting me, yeah. <laughs> whatever. And then like, oh, and then it magically recorded Rose McGowan admitting. Uh, 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 like, no, uh, she. <laughs> no, Julia accidentally held down the record. Okay, listen. Like, she, <laughs> because, because she's sitting there holding the card, okay. she must. She could have easily just held down the recording button. That's not like a logical problem. Okay, right. It's just it, it's like the weirdest uh, ex machina. Yeah. Like, there's some deep part of me that I feel like is it, what's coming out here subconsciously is is like okay why did you invite uh, uh pam greer to come on your movie and then just fucking sidestep her and be like no i'm just gonna play the evidence at prom you know yeah, yeah <laughs> oh yeah. super weird i don't even know why there's a detective in this movie yeah it, and also like the- she she does the thing where it's like she knows that one of the girls is responsible mm-hmm. for it and then at the end of it like like oh no we arrested someone it's fine yeah. And then yeah, she like just kind of like gives up, like, oh, whoop, guess I was wrong. And, uh, yeah, like Courtney Shane's plan completely works. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I don't even get why they would have a police investigation only for it to do nothing and go nowhere. And it's um, like, oh, it's over the course of several days. And there's like another, there's like another cop there in uniform. And, but they're doing the vice bad cop interviews at a high school. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's weird. I, I get that this movie is on occasion. It, it does the 
while the horny coyote tongue thing uh uh but like it, it's just like why like the, the Marilyn Manson shit I get like is sure. he's, he's he, that dude needs to wear his makeup yeah um, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah he's actually a really weird looking dude <laughs> yes. he, he actually is quite striking with the makeup on um so um contouring man yeah yeah it does it does wonders it's so confused. Yeah, it's it's five movies put into a blender. In its defense, it really made me want candy. Yeah, it, it opens with that fucking like how it's made yeah. for Jawbreaker. And I was I'm like, like oh, that's, that's how they do that. Yeah, they, they like they do this, the, they fling the, there's the, like a little like the little color ba- on little, it. They each get a little basket, and there's a person throwing color on them. And yeah. It's like, yeah it's, it's, it's kind of sexual. It's kind of sexual that whole like jawbreaker scene. I was like, mm-hmm. this is this is a horny jawbreaker. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> speaking of horny, did you guys? How did you guys feel about that scene where um, Courtney Shane makes her boyfriend suck that popsicle dick? I appreciate. I appreciated the like forced, like, like I thought. I, I wish like I, I was really excited at first because I thought that this was like you know because this is a th- thing that like um like that happens in like serial killer movies it's like they get a taste of blood and then they like in order to get off later they have to keep doing it <laughs> right so she's like you know suck on the candy right she's being like really aggressive like suck on the fucking popsicle like she really just wants to shove a, the in order to get off in that scenario she needs to shove the fucking sweet down his throat <laughs> and i was like that's that can be really interesting but then they 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 turn it into like a a cutesy like Teen. Yeah, she lost me, and she was like, "I said I want some kink," and I'm like, "Is that how you use that word?" And and it's it's like, and um, uh, H- Harmony Kareen did a better job in Spring Breakers when um they make uh James Franco suck on that gun like it's a dick. So so two things. Matt had that exact Craig. Matt thought that exact same thing. He's like, "Oh, she's gonna choke him with the yeah, popsicle." Yeah. Um. And weirdly, I was like, no, she's not. This is just a sex scene. But, like, what, why Like, why do you think that's, like, cute? Well, no, I mean, it would have been compelling because that, that solidifies a kind of, like, uh, a, a, her pathology. I th- mm-hmm. If they would have, again, this is my, my desire for, for the film to, to have lost its conscience and to, to lapse into sadism because uh, uh, there's something that that's never quite... We we don't we don't I mean you you've said it already Josh we don't really get our hands around who Rose McGowan's character is mm-hmm. and like if we got to do the anime thing where she you know we like got to see her first taste of blood mm. and her like continued like journey down uh, you know pathos which would have been shoving the fucking popsicle yeah. down the dude's throat which I wanted to happen so bad he didn't even gag on yeah, it yeah I know. He- I wanted he, here's, <laughs> <laughs> this maybe says a lot more about me than I sh- should reveal on the podcast, but I'm going to say that that scene was the best sex scene in any movie we've watched so far. Really? I, I well, well, what's it up against? Yeah. So much trash. Like a lot of... <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, like I'm the fine only, with that. I think yeah, the only the, the only sex scene that might be just as good is uh, the sex fantasy in Black Swan. Yeah. Oh that, yeah. 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 yeah no. that, that's quite good. But honestly, like it was kind of hot. Like he was into the popsicle. <laughs> uh, the one thing that so I, I, I could, guess I'm the sex pervert. Well, no, well, the one thing <laughs> that really kind of couldn't abide by was that dude. Like uh, the two dudes in this movie need to fucking cut their hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like. Oh well, that's just that's just the '90s, though. Yeah. <laughs> it look like that. 
No, your, I your problems God. with the decade. Yeah, you just hate the. <laughs> no, it, no, it was a bad time for hair. Like you can be real about that. I might, like, uh, I might, I might cut this, but um, yeah, if you're gonna go for a femdom thing, you should go lean into it way harder than yeah, that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Not he didn't gag once. Yeah, I mean, it um, just yeah. Well, and then this scene, that scene in particular, the reason why I brought it up is it's the only one that feels like it's from a. It's I think they had a scene like this in not another teen movie. God, it's been so, it's been ages. I don't yeah, I think I think they I think they have a scene. I think they have a scene just like that. Yeah, it was it was good though. I liked that scene. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think I think I liked it because it it inspired like for it to inspire that much passion in me. Like even though it didn't deliver sure. on, oh, you should have done it a little bit better. <laughs> like it's like, oh, you really, oh, you got me. <laughs> uh, You're like I was right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I almost finished. But damn it. it. But it, I mean, but that's I mean, but that's I mean, it uh, you know, it's a joke, but like that's part of what watching is it's it's often yeah. libidinal and it's often like yeah totally like uh, and i wanted it to happen <laughs> <laughs> uh moving on i mean yeah, could have been yeah, more should... gagging moving on <laughs> we all revealed way too much about ourselves there yeah um, you know what it's, it was gonna come out eventually yeah the raps long that long <laughs> man guys I, I, this movie just really made me. <laughs> this this film really made me appreciate uh, Mean Girls even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Mean Girls is like a legit it, masterpiece. Yeah, no, it's it's it like it it made me appreciate how much is done. Like like just like so like it, it's it it props up its universe so. Quickly, Lindsay Lohan's voiceover makes the universe stand up and mm. and and live so quickly, and we're already in the world and swimming in it and enjoying it. It it's so it feels so effortless. They had to bust their asses to make it so tight. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, t- t- Tim Meadows jokes, Tina Fey's jokes, um, the fucking um, how endearing literally everyone is. You can't just you can't casually do that. Mm-hmm. Like you can't yeah. make yeah. You can't make. I mean, because Regina George is endearing as shit, and uh, but she's also vulgar. But I also really love her, and I love how evil yeah. she is. And it's such a well executed movie, and it deserves the kind of like ubiquitous. Of course, Mean Girls is good. Yeah. Thing yeah, yeah. like yeah. Well, well, I, I I do. I feel like I like struggle with that a little. Bit sometimes because like there's such this me like this knee jerk thing of me being like a contrarian teen to be like well it's not actually that good and here's why but like actually like it's so good like I mean uh uh, uh like Drop Dead Gorgeous ha- is charming but it's not you know as good Heather's isn't as good obviously Jawbreaker isn't <sighs> half as good all of these like movies about like nightmare popular girls all of them are a swing and a miss compared to that one and you really need a jawbreaker to appreciate mean girls to be like here's the same tone character tropes and absolutely and here's when you don't have tina fey writing it yeah i'm gonna go to a dark place it's like seeing like a beautiful your child beautiful and full of life playing in the backyard and then and then where is this going and then and then seeing your child's lifeless body on a fucking slab you know like jesus i mean it's, it's is, was there not a better <laughs> metaphor for I don't this? Know, this 
don't almost know. any metaphor would be better. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But like, yeah, it's just like it has such a, it has a youthful like it, it's it's it, it it has a pulse. It's vibrant. It's colorful. The dialogue is is great, even though I've heard it a billion fucking times. Um, and it's it's wearing the same fucking clothes that the other movies are wearing. But it's just, it's just, it's knocking it all out of the park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's good. Yeah. And like, fuck anyone that says otherwise. Yeah. So that's my thoughts about Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we, we should, we should do Mean Girls sometime. I'd, I'd, I'd count that into, into Swift. Oh, the, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For yeah. Although, it would, judging by the last little bit it would just be like a just a just like a jerk fest <laughs> well I, I mean like eyes wide shut was a jerk fest yeah can, yeah, yeah. I, I was we a, can have we can have jerk fest that's to- allowed totally yeah <laughs> yeah um so so since you guys are bigger heather's stands than me uh how is heather's more successful than this it's funny i think i think i laugh at heather's i did did not laugh at Jawbreaker. He, uh, is, is it fun? Like, is Jawbreaker funny? I think it's trying to be. Yeah, it's really trying Yow, to yowch. be. Yeah. Um, did you yowch. not think this was a comedy? Yes, but like not the. This is weird. Maybe maybe this is just in my head. But like, it's like a like a comedy film, like a dark comedy that's like not like laugh out loud funny. Like it's like amusing. Um, I, do they do they make movies like that? <laughs> or is that just I don't, me? I don't... <laughs> Just like like the the last scene of the movie when um uh Rose McGowan is like pulling all of her makeup off and she's being pelted with the fuck cor- corsages, corsages yeah. and and um yeah that is absolutely played for comedy that's played for like camp comedy I, yeah I mean I I mean I agree it's like super maudlin but like I, and it's it not didn't funny. get the I, I didn't get no I didn't laugh at all I didn't get the impression that it wanted like I, I thought I was supposed to be amused. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> this is just my strange relationship with comedies. Like, cause like I don't remember laughing during Heather's either. Maybe there was one line at the beginning. Now that I'm thinking about it, when they're like playing croquet or whatever in the Heather's yard, that I thought was funny. Yeah, maybe I don't laugh at Heather's either. But um, Heather's has a like visual, um, and this like goes to the characters' clothing and so on that I find charming. Jawbreakers is really garish. Um, in a way that like I needed like a palate cleanser after watching it. I think he aims for that John Waters ness, and I don't think he gets it. it like, gets, he, well, no. Oh, Darren Stein's taste level in this movie is rock bottom. Like that, just like even like the. I mean, we already talked about the wardrobing, but I didn't mention that one sweater that Rose McGowan wears. That's Argyle, but it's actually opened. Oh my god! Oh. I wanted. To, I wanted to burn that sweater. I I thought I thought it was a different like color. And, but I was like, oh, that's ugly. But then I realized what was happening. And I just, I was like, that, I was mad. That is a, cr- that I, is a curse sweater. Absolutely like that. cursed. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just, it's just, that is a. I, I mean, everything that Marcy wears in this movie is lime green and like just a bunch of straps. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, and it's a Britney it's Spears. It's real fucking uh, bad. I, like, I don't know how much of a hand. Stein had in like consulting with the wardrobing department like I don't know if he's like I want the girls to be you know I, this is the vision I have for this mm-hmm. um it's a nightmare like I would have fi- like if I was directing this movie I would have fired that wardrober on the spot yeah well he, he's going for that like 
Edward Scissorhands color palette. He's going like um, hairspray and and um, cereal mom. It's it's branching back into the re- yeah. retro thing yeah. a couple of times. And it doesn't make sense for this movie. Not at all. It, it works for Serial Mom because Serial Mom is like, the mom is like a 1950s mom. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like subverting that trope into like, what if she was a murderer? <laughs> and it's like, these are just mean girls in the late 90s. There's no yeah. like, there's no logic behind this uh, stylistic choices. It's empty aesthetics. Because I mean like the three girls are just like ugly, right? But like, Vi- like violets is like not even clothing no like there's yeah. that we didn't even talk about how nobody knows that she's fern mayo the whole movie like how do you like <laughs> that actually pissed can, me off i'm like i'm like how how they're at the beginning they're like you're so ugly fern and it's like that's judy fucking greer show some fucking respect <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. wish you had those cheekbones <laughs> Fuck out of here! But th- but then like you know your teacher's gonna be like calling your fern and then like the teachers don't know that she's not a new student like even <laughs> yeah. yeah they like, have a the- seating chart yeah. it lines up yeah when when uh, uh Pam Greer is getting information from the uh, t- uh teacher the only teacher <laughs> the like yeah the only, <laughs> literally the only staff member at the school um uh, uh she's like oh the last person to see her alive was uh Fern. Uh, fucking Pam Greer literally walks out of the office and there's Violet and sh- they're like, hey. And the teacher is straight up like, yeah, Fern Mayo hasn't been in school for days. I'm like, yeah, she fucking has. Yeah, she just died she's she's extremely been in school. Like, she's, she, she's been hella in school. Like, <laughs> she's been extremely in school. <laughs> Oh, and those little, um, like, uh, uh, one of the, th- uh, just, this isn't, the little scarves that, that the wardrobe made the characters wear, yeah. like, like all of them at one point were, were wearing the cutesy little, like, totally anachronistic, like, little neck scarves, and yeah. I just wanted to rip those off. Those well, well, Violet straight up looks like a Dixie chick half the time. Like with that, with <laughs> yeah, yeah. that blonde haircut is giving me nothing but early 2000s Dixie chicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it is not good. But uh, I, I didn't even think about like that 50s like throwback because like I remember thinking like the the, sh- the scene right after Julie gets kicked out of the plastics, she's dressed like she her hair has that little like flippy do that they always did in like the 60s and she's wearing like a cardigan and like she looks like she might as well be wearing a poodle skirt in that scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I rem- and I remember thinking that's so weird. Like she doesn't even look like she's from this decade. But I didn't I didn't even think about all those others like weird, almost John Waters hairspray touches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That are ju- they're just used so badly and for no reason. Like, I mean, John Waters does camp and sometimes it's ugly, but it's ugly on purpose because he has taste. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, this he knows is just when he's ugly. getting garish. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, like he's uh, he's because he's he's. He's a ma- like that's his like that's his fucking mana. It's mm-hmm. like he's he's a he's like the, not an airbender. He's like a camp bender, you know. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, he can he can. S- <laughs> when when the world needed him most, the camp disappeared. <laughs> he, he can just summon that shit from the ether. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm visualizing it. It's just like a bunch of tacky lamps just like. <laughs> He's just like summoning pearl necklaces and throwing them like with his fucking 
fucking force powers and shit. Uh, cl- oh. Clashing patterns on somebody. Like, <laughs> and what further solidifies the, the 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 two different movies that are happening is like once the fall from grace happens, Becky with the good. I'm sorry, I really don't Julie. know. Her. Julie. Julie. Um, uh, is is wearing like really ta- like cute like nice yeah. Yeah, nice yeah, dark yeah. denim jeans with a nice like dark denim jacket and like a simple like top and it's like oh you look really good and and then when whenever it butts up against the the, the other movie that's happening <laughs> it, it's all the more <laughs> jarring it's like going back to John Waters because this movie just steals so much from him but they don't know he, he Dar- Darren is it is the director's yeah. name. Mm. Darren Stein. Uh, yes. Darren Stein has no fucking idea what makes John Waters movies good, because in like sure the the mom and serial mom looks like a mom from the 1950s, and it's actively subverting that trope. No one likes teenage girls. That you don't need to like dress <laughs> them up and like a, oh look at all the nice clothes they wear to conceal like the demons that are actually there. Like no one would. There's no subversion here. Like these are shitty yeah. people. Like. Teenagers are shitty in general. There's no twist. I think that Stein knows how to make a young feeling movie, and that's it. Like, like I, I think he knows how to make a movie that feels like it's about teenagers. Because there is a juvenile quality to this movie that I think is effective, which is one of the reasons why I don't think it's a total flop. But I think that's kind of the exact extent of uh, the knowledge that he brings to this particular film. Be- well, because, like, I, I really do feel like there's something that not every director could have done. Like, it really captures that MTV generation to me in just the way that it's shot and the way that it's edited. I mean, he didn't edit it, but, like, in, in just the way that the film's put together, it feels like a young person movie. And I so I think in that way it captures its tone. But, yeah, I think you're right. There's so many, like, subtleties that he's just aping and just not, not getting. Which, by the way, I, I was... I just remembered this. That whole drama club plotline goes nowhere and just ends. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. Uh, I yeah, forgot sp- about it till just now. Sports and drama don't mix, and it's like, wait, and wait, wasn't she supposed to be the st- and, and and then she was supposed to be the star, yeah. and, 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 and she just she like there's no audition. We don't see an audition. She just announces it. Like she's just like I'm the star, and it's like yeah, okay, I'm so wait. angry. Like, I just I just remembered that, and I'm so pissed off because you know for that. That audition they're like okay what's your name and she's like violet and you're like that's not a student and you're like oh i'm new and it's like bullshit like somebody's got to check somewhere mm-hmm. a student record and just uh yeah god that pisses me off i didn't even notice this at the time they that why is that in the movie yeah it's it's one there's another thing that i found per, like like a weird prehensile tale that like they forgot to cut off completely um yes it's, it's uh, anne boleyn's sixth finger <laughs> <laughs> They gotta, um, they gotta introduce not Ethan Hawke somehow. The, uh, uh, yeah, he, he really is not it's Ethan Hawke. It's fucking insane. I had, I had the IMDb at. I, I, I thought that it was. I was like, there's he'd no be, way. Like he'd be way too fucking old. Yeah, right? it's yeah, like right? it doesn't, it's, it doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm being irrational. Um, he's like, he's got the like white trash facial hair. Yeah. That's like, it's lining up pretty yeah. well. Oh. He, he played young Ethan Hawke in Gattaca. Really? Yeah. Oh, I looked that's that up. Amazing. Well, that's amazing. Well, cast because it because right. Yeah, it tripped me out. I was I was I was full tripped out. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's another weird prehensile tale that exists. Uh, the third plastic that is of just uh, a nothing character. We get to see her eating dinner with her like really effeminate <laughs> father. 
yeah. what, what the what? hell is that scene? Like it does. What was that scene? It does nothing. Like it's like, oh, you know, parents. I only have a dad, and it's like, okay, we're. It just, it just, it goes nowhere. It, my guess is that because this is a guy who like wrote and directed his own movie, that the original script was like six hundred pages long. That's what I'm because th- I mean I will give the movie props for coming in at clocking in at a good time, and it just it feels like again these these fragments yeah. that are just yeah. left. And yeah, I I, th- I think there was a a right like a like a version where Marcy also does like a face turn because there's that scene that feels so purposeful in the prom when um Courtney Shane like totally drags her and she's like got that look on her face like she's about to flip on her you know what i mean like about to like change sides totally like and and so i i think there was definitely at some point a script version where Marcy's also on team i killed a girl <laughs> and 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 I'm sorry about it. Also, uh, fun fact: uh, I think we're alone now. By Tiffany was on my Spotify top 100 songs this year, and I don't know when I listened to "I Think We're Alone Now" enough to break my top 100. Fun, but I but I did, uh, and I listened to it today, and it's a great song. Mm-hmm. Not a banger. Um, yeah, it's a real good song. Uh, no, that that scene is also super weird. Also, that is the worst ending for a movie. I was like, this movie desperately needs another scene after the prom. Yeah. That wasn't that wasn't yeah. enough. And th- it's I the mean, opposite of of swim fan. I mean, there needed to be. <laughs> <laughs> there extremely needed to be less of swim fan. <laughs> um, but, but but yeah, I mean, if this movie were uh, to have something, it it it, it would have been a commingling of actually mourning the dead in some kind of either like f- f- you know um stylistically flippant way and like tying off like oh which we sure learned lessons about being teens and rest rip our friend who whomst whomst we, <laughs> whomst we killed with candy um, um, there's just absolutely no catharsis like there's no yeah. moment where anything fucking matters like it's just we humiliated the murderess and goodbye mm. yeah and that's that's one of the reasons again why judy greer is the most vibrant because she has um and we we, we get uh, uh, scenes of flashbacks to Judy sitting behind the deceased and charting out constellations with her beauty marks. And it's like, um, Fern is the only one of them that really, that we're ever really seen that has a substantive relationship in some way with the deceased. Like, the deceased is kind to her when she drops her papers on the floor. She's an object of um, uh, amorous fixation in class, and 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 the other three don't have that. I mean, I, I do think you get it a bit with Julie because the, they don't hit it hard enough. Because the, the the third line of the movie says that Julie and uh, Liz Per were best friends. It's like seriously right know. in that opening monologue. Yeah, it it sucks because like I think that's really important to understand why Julie like decides not to cover up the murder. Yeah, because that's. And then, and then it makes that scene because maybe, uh, well, because those scenes where like she's then seeing her like ghost in the swimming pool, and she's like on her bed like mourning all of her friend. And then the the reason even that the mom brings over the the recordable card in the first place, uh, is just that one line at the beginning. And it's a shame that they don't hit that harder, mm-hmm. but they really hit that you know that Judy Greer looks up to her, mm-hmm. um, slash has like a sapphic feeling about her. I I just just by chance happened to catch it because Matt was also like you know who. 
like, why does she care so much? And I'm like, oh, they're best friends. I said that in the opening monologue. And he's like, oh, I missed that entirely. And I'm like, and I, I, it's really a shame that they didn't because that's such an important part of Julie's whole raison d'etre in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And like Fern, you know, we uh, they showed and they didn't tell. And, and that's, I mean, they even did cute, you know, cute little animation where it was a shrimp and a fish that she was sketching out with the beauty marks. Yeah. Uh, it, I, to, to this filmmaker's credit, I, he, I think that he did realize that he had an asset in Judy Greer. She's basically like a like a horror. Um, um, she looks like she just walked out of Silent Hill <laughs> in the beginning. Yeah, like her hair is just way too long and way too straight. I, I think she was really badly directed because no human act, even in like a cartoonish way, nobody ghouls like that. <laughs> Yeah, like like she like she literally walks like she's haunting something. Yeah, she mm. she saw she's this samura right from the ring. She's uh, she, she's this thing that's been like she you know she she wakes up in the morning, crawls out of the well, and fucking <laughs> like, like, goes to class. Yeah. I, I didn't understand that because like I, I get that maybe she's supposed to be kind of like obsessive and weird, but she's like a demon, uh, and until until weirdly she becomes an actual demon, mm. uh, mm-hmm. and then she's normal. And I'm like, I guess if you have to run from one extreme to the other to land in the middle, I guess that's technically a character. Did your schools hold memorial services for dead students? I don't know if there were any real substantive deaths when I was in high school. I don't think Ours so. Ours did. We had, like, a couple students were killed uh, my junior, sophomore year of high school. And so there was, mm-hmm. like, a day where, like, there weren't any classes and you could, like, talk to... Um, guidance counselors, if you so chose, and I think there was like a candlelight vigil. So, um, someone at my school um, killed herself. I think she got a, a full page in the yearbook, and that was about it. Oh yeah, no, our our high school, for all of its foibles, uh, was fairly supportive about the, the students that died. There were deaths, but I don't I don't remember there being any kind of substantive pause. Yeah, same. Um, it seemed like shame based. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. This is really fucked up. Do people actually care about prom king and prom queen? I don't even remember who my prom... I went to prom my junior and senior year, and I can't remember who the prom royalty was either year. No no one cared about it, but, like, there was... There was a plastic that got it every mm. year that I <laughs> every year that I went to, but, but like it was, it was a Becky every or a Stacy every year that like, got it. It was just because her. I mean, she just came from money, and her dad was like the the, the like gravel impresario, of fucking you know, like whatever. Gravel king. Gravel king of Northern Michigan. Yeah, it's like good for you, honey. You're gonna spend the rest of your life in the, that fucking tomb. Um, uh, but, <laughs> but nobody, nobody, it, it wasn't, uh, I went, I went, I, I hella went to prom and I hella fucking, um, uh, did lots of things after. No, it was, it was, it was an irrelevancy. It was, it was bullshit. Um, we were just there to grind and then get fucking jacked <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. Like, uh, true. I did um, not go to prom. Um, I didn't care. And I didn't care about anything in school. I was like king apathy. Shit, I went four times. Whoa! Did they even let like? No, I I got to go freshman. No, see, I got to go prom? because uh, uh, if someone older invited you when you were younger, then you ah, would go chasing those oh, older so- women, Greg. 
<laughs> See, in my high school in Lower Michigan, we uh, even if you were uh, even if you were invited, you couldn't go unless you were a junior. So juniors could go to the senior prom, um, and seniors obviously, but uh, lower people couldn't. I feared um, girls. I couldn't talk to girls. Well, me, With good reason. Well, after Jawbreaker. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just saw. I just watched too many Mean Girl movies, and I'm like, this is what they're all like. This is what they're all like. This is what they're all like. My movies told me. My movies don't lie to me. I will stay yes, here in the basement and I will watch Back Mongolian Chop Squad for the second time. <laughs> That's you posting on all your forums. Yeah, it's just yeah, over yeah. and over again. That's me on the Lemon Demon forums. <laughs> We're all such old people. <laughs> I think I think our prom king. I don't think a plastic one, but I think they were like big normies. I don't. I don't know if we had any plastics in my high school. I think I kind of got gypped a little bit. Yeah, I don't. Bad. Now this is could just be because I was just not a really observant child or or an or adult. But I don't. I don't remember any popular people. Like they were like the football team kids and the hockey team kids but like i didn't ever fucking see them we had popular kids we, i just don't think we had anyone that was like ex, like ridiculously rich mm. i mean there was definitely like richer kids and poorer kids but like there was nobody that was like a courtney shane there was no gretchen wieners whose dad invented the toaster strudel yeah it was mostly uh, the popularity was mostly a, a class divide um and the only reason that i i um tr- kind of transcended it is because i could ch- shape I, I was like a i was a court jester and i could like go from one sort of paradigm to another very easily and i was actually class president for her two years fuck off really yeah yeah, yeah. are you serious yeah. did you did you abuse your power i did i extremely did um i, I, I <laughs> these paper clips are free bitch i um we had to do one of the, we had to do like a wall every like the classes did wall decorations for homecoming and um i put this like a very insecure masculine uh, teacher uh, who's like this tough guy and you know like uh, it, it you know d- does sports and did sp- well anyway I put him in a dress <laughs> and I made him look like the greatest little princess and I was so happy it was like my first queer art and um, <laughs> Dan that's some subversive shit bro yeah I know it's really hardcore um, I mean in northern Michigan probably yeah. And you didn't like dress him up as like a Saudi prince or something. Oh, well, that's what I do now. <laughs> um, there'd just there'd be b- blood everywhere. Um, uh, yeah, so his I, face is over a drone. Yeah, I've I've grown a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's that's definitely like Nice in 2018. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I began as a little monster and I just got worse and worse. Football coach cannot... blinded by shotgun. <laughs> yeah. I cannot believe that you. Sorry, participated enough to be the class president. Yeah, that's well, surprising. It, yeah, I mean, it was it was it was somewhat like ironic, and it was because like it was funny that I I could do that because I didn't by being a, a jester and I could go from the uh, the um, one squad to another and 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 like code shift or whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I like a chameleon. Like, like yeah, I was a chameleon, chameleon. And, and I got I got the votes and like it it would really oh one of the reasons why I did it is because my one of my nemesis's nemesi, uh she like really wanted it and it was like I didn't care about it, but I knew that I could get it and uh you know, like rob her of it. And it was really satisfying to me to do that. I'm I'm realizing that my favorite thing about 
Craig is that he actually went to school with all the kids from the White Ribbon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, we'll have from to, all what's the, the wait. What's the White Ribbon? It's a Michael Haneke film. So it's it's a Hanukkah film <laughs> that basically like. So podcast is done. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> it, it, it's basically it, it it shows like pre-war like like what the children are and they're all like little conniving murderers um and uh like manistique was some real shit and we'll maybe i don't know how we'll fit that in if we'll ever fit that in but i would i would just say that um the things that we did to to like our elders were is fucking cold-blooded and i didn't actually really realize it until i was like naming it off over and over to alex oh right we made this uh, teacher um fucking have a nervous breakdown we followed this one that was cheating and you know like holy shit oh yeah i might bleep some of that but it's just real fucked up shit yeah yeah yeah. and it's great because like i would like it's it's good it's good fodder um I was too busy on 4chan's, like, yaoi board oh, to do <laughs> anything like, like this. So, so, so that's the thing is, like, of course, like, the, the whole, like, being a gregarious jester was a front, and I'm actually paralyzed by social anxiety. Um, and, you know, very often when I would get really drunk, it's like, fucking, I hate all y'all. I wish I was back home posting. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was on the Mars I, that, That's exactly right. <laughs> Last up, that's exactly right. I wish that I was on Mars Volta forums because these strangers know way more. Omar about, gets me. Yeah, they, these <laughs> these fucking weirdos in Australia fucking know way more about me and, and what makes me tick than any of you motherfucking uncultured swine. I just I want to post. I want to make jokes because that's that's my format. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Yeah. It's like. I'm okay. I just fucking I smoked a joint, uh, drank this fifth, and I want to go home and post. You know, like, um, you, where's your you laptop need- at? I'm trying to post. <laughs> you normies don't even get Godspeed, you black emperor, <laughs> and I won't hear otherwise. I had the lamest fucking high school experience. I I genuinely um, regret not doing more in high school. Oh, you I had a. That's a, so you can say that, right? You're in a privileged position where you're like, yeah, I fucking stalked a teacher to blackmail her because she was cheating on her husband. And I'm like, Sergio Leone's pretty good, and I'm I'm 17. And it's like, those aren't fucking comparable, Craig. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, well, I don't know. I don't know why anyone would envy a blossoming young sociopath. Uh, I would. <laughs> Well, we're, we're putting Craig back in empathy training. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> and youth was. Would you guys, would you guys like to know Matt's emoji for this film? So uh, Matt was watching Jawbreaker, and it did feel like like we start. Actually, we started it this morning, and by the time it was over, I'm like, damn, it's got to be like 3 p.m. And it was like 11:30. So it's a bad movie. So his emoji for Jawbreaker is like the. Um, like the salsa dancer with like the really flippy like skirt. Uh, Wasn't that his emoji yeah. from Black, Black Swan. Swan? Yeah, Black Swan. Yeah, but like there's different like, <laughs> interpretations. <laughs> Look, I, it's I'm like totally, there, uh, there, and there. Right. Okay, we've established that you're the emoji whisperer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so we'll be quiet. Please prove us wrong. <laughs> I, what I, what I think that Matt is getting with that emoji is that the uh, performance of hyper femininity in this movie uh, 
I don't know. I don't know why he picked the salsa dancer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it, he's stumped. It's episode, el- it's episode 11 and I've been stumped, but next week I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, sh- I'm shook, man. This Listen, he can't he can't always pick winners. You, you... <laughs> this is not, this is not my fault. Time, it's his. This is the one time we give him a voice, and you're just gonna just be like, "No, nah, couldn't do it." <laughs> I I can't. I don't know why he would pick L- that one. Like, there's so many better emojis to describe this experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that we know where we all stand on Jawbreaker. I think it's so so. And you got okay. It's more like vom- vomiting emoji. It's better than swim fan. I I well, I, I, swim, I, I, I like swim I, fan more. Yep. Oh, are you kidding yeah, me? I really I, I do too. Yeah. Swim fan are you had fucking the, had, serious? had like real ghouling in it. I I don't like it. I'm, I don't like it. I think it's bad. That I think is it's better such, than Jawbreaker. So Jawbreaker, that is such a bad take. <laughs> Go ahead, Alex. Go ahead, Alex. So Jawbreaker to me feels like a movie I should like. I like Mean Girls. I like Heather's, and I feel like Jawbreaker desperately wants me to like it. And I feel like Swim Fan doesn't care if I like it. It's like just so just not for me. And it's not trying mm. to appeal to me personally. Yeah. And I, I feel like there's something really like desperate going on in Jawbreaker. Swim fan accidentally pushed some of my buttons, like uh <laughs> like reaching for the cop service <laughs> weapon will never not be funny to yeah. me. Like like even the sentence going for the cop service weapon. I think it's like it's like when uh, Drew Barrymore gets fired from Donnie Darko and she writes cellar door on the chalkboard. <laughs> Going for the cop service weapon is my cellar door. <laughs> That's a really have, lo- have, really roundabout way of saying it. Just it's a try hard John Waters film. I have not been this aghast since you guys were defending Hetty. And <laughs> this, Hetty okay, did nothing wrong. <laughs> I'm getting you that t-shirt for Christmas. Please? Jawbreaker is a movie, and Swim Fan is an abomination. Jawbreaker, for all of its problems, of which there are multitudes, it's not a good movie, it's not a great movie. Uh, it's a movie, though, and I feel like there is uh, some degree of craftsmanship put into it. Um, care, even. Uh, I think some of the editing is really great. I think that the three moments that were kind of cool in Swim Fan were an accident. That tracking shot's cool. Even if this, <laughs> even if this movie is a Frankenstein of several other movies, it still has more life than the robotic dead fish that is a, that is Swim Fan. I guess I guess this is yeah where taste uh, 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 differs, right? Because I prefer. An inelegant corpse to a hatchet, hatcheted uh, Frankenstein's corpse. monster. Yeah, <laughs> um, they made they made Swim Fan um, like immediately after <laughs> September 11th, <laughs> and like it's so tone deaf and it's so unaware of like what it is and what it's like what it's doing in the world. Like 
its entry in the it's world. It's charming. It, it's so blind. What? Yeah. yeah, it's there's it's, nothing charming about that movie. Exactly. Exactly. It's well it, it it it's blind entry into the world. It's like it's not even aware of itself as entertainment or an art object. It doesn't know what it is, but they like all this <laughs> like all this capital and all all these creatives they, they they came together and they made this thing and it was just I cannot believe that I'm being radicalized into defending the <laughs> Jawbreaker. It is such a ba- there is like oh my exactly. god there's just so much more light <laughs> exactly it's 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 the it's it's George Romero's genius it's 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 it's, it's <laughs> what the fuck is happening it's 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 corpse like it's it's a reanimated corpse I mean, have, I'm having it a does, nightmare it does not it does not belong in, in post 9/11 it's a complete it's a complete <laughs> It's like, like, okay, like the the most spectacular act of gorilla planes hit building, and then they made a movie where she gets obsessed with a I swimmer. I think I've become unstuck in time. <laughs> but it, yeah, I it's, it's, it's it's I I'm not I'm 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 being a little cute, but I'm mostly serious. It is unmoored from like morality and time. <laughs> And it's just, it's, it's fucking, it's weird. And it, it, it's existence in the world is genuinely, genuinely perplexing. Uh, I'm going to cut this conversation off, but I want to, I just want to restate how much I love both of you and how happy I am that I have this. And please don't take swim fans, the podcast away from me. Because holy shit, you guys! I I think we could have a whole episode just about debating these two garbage movies. I'm not even gonna like deny or like deny you guys the possibility of that coming up in the future. Wait, Craig, can that be your curio corner? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I could talk. Oh my god, when I'm in Chicago next for a show, can we just? Yeah, yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, totally. I'm gonna, pre- I'm gonna prepare talking points for. What yeah, we're, we're gonna have we're gonna have like a we're gonna make it a video, and it's gonna you're gonna have to give PowerPoint presentations, and I'm going to <laughs> oh judge my God. them. Yes. <laughs> well, our, our friend Steph and I will judge them. <laughs> well, you've never seen or Ste- Steph and her boyfriend will judge them, and and we'll. We'll figure it out. We'll, well figure it out. We'll get the judges. Okay. Panel. So that's it for Jawbreaker. Uh, Alex, what movie are we watching week the next? Speaking of Lindsay Lohan, I'm thinking we take a deep, big ol', big ol' high dive, backflip dive. I don't know. I don't know diving terms. I'm a fraud. Ski on those white, white slopes that Lindsay loves so dearly. <laughs> oh, my God. We're gonna watch I Know Who Killed Me, starring Lindsay Lohan. Fuck yeah. And I hope you I hope you experience it with us and and we'll all scream. We'll all we'll all <laughs> face fans. the void and we'll scream and we'll scream and we'll scream until I put it up on the internet as an MP3. And uh, where can we find you on the on the void? You can find my scream hole. At Diatron5 on Twitter. Uh, and you can find me reaching for the cop service weapon <laughs> at, uh, <laughs> at uh, www.craigneeson.com. <laughs> Josh, where can and we find you? You can find me, as always, 
valiantly defending Jawbreaker at Twitter user Amon's A-M-O-N-N-S. So if you're into that lost cause, look up Josh. Come, come <laughs> sink this ship with me. I'm not talking about Jawbreaker on Twitter. Like, I haven't tweeted about it one time, so don't do it. I made one Jawbreaker tweet, and I, I think this is going to take us out, and it's um, Red Hot Chili Pepper voice. Jawbreaker that I wish you saw. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Anthony Kiss is back. <laughs>